0: Get the full Bonfire experience on your screen. YouTube.com slash Bonfire Sports. Thumbs up. Subscribe. You'll know when we're live. Enjoy the games. Bonfire midweek. I'm Jack for this show. My man Zach Schnitzer is in the house. Schnitzie, I don't know about you. I'm having a blast watching CFL football these days. It's awesome. Well,
1: I, I am too. Although I'm feeling a little bit insecure. You know, I I go on the bye week last week. Yeah, and, back, You know, friend. like you're like, oh, I'm gonna do the show by myself. I guess it'll be okay. Oh no, he brings on Danny Austin, and then he brings on Willie Jefferson. Are you kidding me? And now everyone's probably like, oh, it's schnitzy's back. Oh, great. No, 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 no. That's be, what it it's takes. It's going to be another.
0: That's what it takes to fill in when you're away. But you're is the regular, man. You're, you're the you're the show.
1: I am. I mean, I'm glad you had said that. I, I am the show. You're right. Finally. But, dude, I mean, yes. Thank you. The, uh, CFL football is really fun to watch right now, buddy. We had a great slate of games, and we have an epic uh, week coming up. Can't wait to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Hey, welcome to everybody uh, watching live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. If you're listening to the podcast afterwards, appreciate you uh, dropping in. Give us a uh, review in your podcast app. That would be awesome. And if you're watching... Hit that thumbs up. Uh, Helps out a heck of a lot. Uh, We got lots to get to on the show today. And, you know, we're going to go around the CFL. We're going to talk about Jeremiah Masoli, the Ottawa Red Blacks, where they are as the Blue Bombers travel for a Saturday afternoon game in CFL Week 6. If you're watching, not listening on the podcast, you're getting the full experience. You got the Week 6 uh schedule right up there on the screen a little bit later zach and i will look back on our picks and make our uh selections for sia.com slash bonfire uh, a little bit later in the show um what else we got zach you you're you built the show this week you are the show you built it this week oh the blunder oh, we gotta talk well, about we... the blunder
1: we gotta talk about the blunder we gotta talk about injuries depth chart, uh what what the uh our little friend Darren saw it practice this week. We got to get into our sober <laughs> second thought. All sorts of stuff to get to, buddy.
0: Yeah, and I think what I am most excited about, and I know you are too, Zach, is we're going to be joined by a special guest in in just a, a few minutes. Hang tight for this guy. His name is Coach Phil. Okay, he's an American, and he has been posting some of the most entertaining, hilarious in-your-face content on the CFL on YouTube. He's been doing YouTube shorts and and longer videos. Uh, He's going to get into some historical stuff too, a little bit of throwback. Uh, But man, like I, I flip through YouTube. I see this dude with just the most exuberance ever in a Blue Bombers jersey going off on the officials and the plays and, you know, hyping up Willie and Jackson on the D line and and the rest. So I reached out to Phil. Awesome, dude. He's going to join us in a minute and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about uh, his YouTube channel and and some of the things he's got cooking. But uh, I think people are really going to enjoy the conversation.
1: Absolutely. And the video I saw today was he was watching... uh, the 2009 Grey Cup with the with the infamous uh, too many men thirteenth man for Saskatchewan and right. he'd never seen that before so it was like a first take. It was incredible <laughs> to imagine? watch. He just couldn't. He couldn't. Uh, he couldn't believe what he was watching. C-
0: can you imagine watching that for the first time? Oh no. my god! Uh, yeah, I know Paul Apolice doesn't forget, and that no. uh, that headset's not going to forget. Uh, no, that a- infamous yeah. uh,
1: shot of him throwing his headset down.
0: Yeah. Another yeah. thing we're going to do before we go around the league, uh, I want to mention a little bit later, we'll get into pro football focus and their grades. They have graded out every position group in the league, the top five players at each spot. So, you know, uh, w- we're going to talk about some of the Blue Bombers stars that are emerging. You saw the YouTube thumbnail. He gone McCrazy. Greg has gone McCrazy. <laughs> that was good, uh, Darren. That oh, you like good. that little pun? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, try, I try really hard to, to get something. You try, I could tell like you that.
1: tried really, really hard, but, <laughs> but in this case it worked.
0: Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Piggy T, uh, Tyrell Piggy. Pigram, uh, signing, yeah. uh, Tyrell Pigram, pardon me, uh, signing with the, uh, Ottawa Redblacks as, uh, Jeremiah Masoli, just heartbreaking news. Uh, over this past weekend, and I think that's probably where we'll start. Um, as far as uh, you know, CFL news, and we go around the league in week five. Uh, it, uh, oh of course, of course, the moment I I, I pull it up, it's on week six. It, it started in Saskatchewan, okay, and and one of the most dull, flat games to watch you could imagine in the CFL, and they're relatively rare, but they do happen. And the Saskatchewan Roughriders went into the game. Three and one on the season, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And they eke out a win against the still winless Edmonton Elks. Zach, this game saw a blunder of truly epic proportions, oh something that people have been talking about all week. It was crazy.
1: Well, it and it reminded. Of course, we're talking about the CJ Sims conceded single, which gave Saskatchewan the lead inexplicably lets it go through the end zone and kind of just lackadaisically jogs to the ball. Mm -hmm. So really the question is, you know, he he lost the game for the Elks, I would say. I think that's fair to say. I know that uh, uh, they threw an interception to officially end it to uh, what's his name? Marshall, Nick Marshall. But like what are you thinking there? And then it makes me think, is that is that something you coach a guy to not do? Like, is that a coaching blunder, Darren? What is that?
0: In my opinion, it's absolutely a coaching blunder. You know, uh, the, the Edmonton Elks have a lot of problems right now. But when the player is on the field and the game is essentially in his hands, yeah, and you as a coaching staff has, have not prepared that player to make the right decision, let alone know the rule, yeah, that's on the coach. Okay. That's ultimately on Chris Jones, but it's also on their special teams coordinator. And at this point at Owen five on the year, uh, are the Edmonton Elks really kind of over a barrel Are are they handcuffed because the only change they can make at this point, they've changed quarterback like three, four times. It was back to Taylor Cornelius and I didn't think he looked particularly bad, but he's not dangerous. The one, no. um, the one touchdown that he did throw got called back due to penalty because of David Foucault, the right tackle uh, on a holding penalty. Um, but Edmondson just finds ways to blow it. And the only change they could make, theoretically, is to move on from the GM, the head coach, and the defensive coordinator. That's one man, and that's Chris Jones. Yeah. I just don't think they can do it.
1: No, and with the coaching cap and then the budget there, like uh, I just can't see them doing it, Darren. Maybe in the offseason. But listen, Chris, you, you talk about being over a barrel. They were to me, they were over a barrel the minute they decided to run with Taylor Cornelius. I'm sorry. You knew what you were getting. Yes, is there is there a big potential there? Yes. But what he's shown constantly is that he has accuracy issues. Mm-hmm. And you can't have accuracy issues like that in the CFL. It's a throwing league. Yeah. I know he's big and he throws a heavy ball and he can run, but he can't win consistently in this league. And that's who Chris Jones tied, Jones tied his tied his wagon to. Yeah, I, I think it's inexcusable personally, and I think if I was an Elks fan, I would be steaming mad.
0: So the and, Saskatchewan Roughriders keep pace in the West with yeah. uh, a 12-11 win over the Edmonton Elks. Uh, the Bombers, of course, we're going to talk a lot more about Winnipeg's uh, 24-11 win at home against the Calgary Stampeders, a game they trailed 11 to one. What was res- yeah. what resolve? what uh what gut check time the Blue bombers showed in that game and of course Zach, we're gonna to get to your sober second thought but quickly yes. let's do uh, the last two games of the year before we bring in uh, coach Phil for uh, for that conversation I'm looking forward to uh the Red blacks in Hamilton coming off their first win of the season at home. Well, they go into Hamilton, and early in the game, 12 months to the day, Jeremiah Masoli goes down to injury. Uh, in came uh, Crum, and at quarterback, he nearly won the game, tackled at the two-yard line by Simone Lawrence and, and uh, a whole gang, uh, a whole, uh, what, do you, what do you call a group of cats, a whole brood of Tiger Cats? A whole pride of Tiger Cats? Uh, but they of tiger cats? I don't know. A what? A pride? or that's Pri- Lions. I, don't, but... I guess that's Lions. Uh, I guess you call a that a gaggle or that's for geese <laughs> a murder. No, that's crow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way that the Ty the cats, uh, capture a win and, and Ottawa, I mean for Jeremiah Masoli, you got to feel oh, for the man.
1: Oh, that's awful, And the fact that it's a year to the day, I mean, that's just, that's just insult to injury. Like this is what now the third time. Cause, cause the first time was in, I think 2019 he had a non-contact injury against the bombers actually. Uh, And went down. And uh, that's the game Dane Evans came into, though. Uh, You first saw Dane Evans. So now it's three times. It's just brutal and brutal for the franchise, too. It's not good for the CFL.
0: No, it's terrible news for the entire league. Masoli, uh, you know, I thought he was somebody that could win an MOP this year. I really did. Really? Uh, Yeah. I might've even put a little sprinkle on it on the futures on SIA.com.
1: He must've been crying when he got hurt
0: then. Well, no, like all of that aside, I I feel for the guy, you know, his mom's in the stands, like his daughter, like how heartbreaking for their family to see the, the, the re-debut of, of Jeremiah Masoli in 2023. And, and, you know, that, that's the way it shook out. Um, But uh, of course, Ottawa, They've got nothing easier. Uh, n- no, no light stuff coming their way now. Uh, they got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers coming in on Saturday afternoon, and more to that, uh, more on that as the show goes on. But real quickly, uh, the Montreal Alouettes were two and zero to start the season. A loss to Winnipeg and then they had to travel across the country and take on the BC Lions who were coming off their first loss of the season and and no surprise here that uh the Lions emerge victorious 35-19 uh Vernon Adams Jr throws a pick uh on his second pass of the game it ends up getting called back due to penalty but uh you know it almost was a uh instant uh, instant replay from the week before where he threw six. I really wondered how that game was going to shake out.
1: Yeah. The, the L's, you know, the L's have to travel all the way to the West Coast. It's always going to be a tough game to win. They're two and two now. It'll, I'm fascinated to see the Toronto Montreal game next week. We'll talk about that more. But one guy that really stood out to me, I know we got to run here on this one, but yeah, nice. Yeah. Pretty good for Fajardo. He he's playing well. Fajardo, I'll give him that. He had 57 yards rushing too, but this uh, this Shivers kid, this backup running back, I think it was Sean Shivers. So Taquan Ta- Ta- uh was was out, and this guy was a speedster. My goodness, he he can run. Yeah, He's but he wheels.
0: he kind of reminded me of Nate Newton, you know, down to the one yard line and gets stripped yeah. from behind. Uh, yeah, yeah, he'll you know, learn from that, though. I, I I sure hope he does. And I'm I, I you know he he said as much to uh, to uh, on TSN after the game. But it it was great to see Coach Phil reacts react to that with just I don't know like we we got to bring the man in. We we got to okay, bring the man in. in. Bring him Coach in, Coach Phil. Are you ready to go? Let's see. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Coach Phil joins us here on Car Media. Coach Midweek. Phil, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to
2: meet you too, yeah, man. It's,
0: it's, it's good to see you. And uh, you know, you and I had a good conversation, uh, you know, a couple days ago. But uh, I, I've been enjoying your content, you know, before and and after our conversation. You you called that um, Sean Shiver, Shiver's uh, fumble pretty well, I would say. I, th- I think you you embodied the feeling of a lot of people.
2: <laughs> i i think i yeah i i i don't remember what i even said i i rarely watch my videos back but <laughs> I, sorry if i heard no feelings.
0: you know i don't i don't think there's anything to apologize for but uh it was almost like the silence you were just lost for words and uh yeah that was
2: starting to come back yeah i just i i, I did one of these mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so yeah thanks for having me on guys i really appreciate it so
1: coach phil we got to hear your story man like you're 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 an american you're a football coach and now you have this uh seemingly uh strong interest to the cfl how did that happen
2: oh man well it started Bao, me and uh, Darren had this conversation, so I'll tell the story. Um, I was on a plane heading back from, uh, I was doing a camp in Maine, and we had a, had a connecting flight in Boston. I got on the plane, had me some Wahlburgers, good burgers, by the way, too, if you ever get in Boston, check it out. Uh, I'm on the plane, I watched some movie, and then I turned flipping through ESPN, and they had Hamilton... Tiger Cats against the Montreal Alouettes. It was Johnny Manziel's. It was all over the place. Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel. And I was like, huh, okay, I'm gonna watch. And they had June Jones and Jerry, the infamous Jerry Glanville, you know? Uh, So I I was hooked (laughs) in. You can't, you gotta watch Jerry Glanville. So I watched it and uh, a couple years passed and then I started getting into YouTube and uh, I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to react to. I started doing NFL stuff. I did USFL. I did XFL. And I kept getting copyrights blocked. Just, they were blocking my videos. And I had one video where I did a Derrick Henry highlights from 2021. I got 30,000 views from it. And it was great. But then I did the CFL. And I was like, huh, I see this video right here. It was like the, the greatest offensive plays ever. And uh, it just clicked. And I then I reacted to the 2021 uh, West final between Saskatchewan and uh, Winnipeg. And I was, that's where my love for Saskatchewan started because they had five turnover. They got five interceptions and a fumble recovery and they didn't win the game, but that's fine. <laughs> well, you, you
0: you say you're a Rough Riders fan, but I've seen you in your Willie Jefferson jersey reacting to, to some of the crazy things he's <laughs> able to do on the
2: field. I, I, I'm not a person that like, I'm not easily impressed by a lot of football players, even as NFL college, whatever. Like I got my, but I, ha, if you really make an impact on me, mm-hmm. I'm all in. And when I finally reacted to Willie Jefferson's highlights, I went crazy. I was like, I, I, you would have thought I saw the next Lawrence Taylor and, and uh, Willie liked my video, Jackson Jeff liked liked my video. And then last week, Willie followed me on Twitter. And I was like, and retweeted me. And then I was like, all right. I understand why Skip Bayless acts the way he does with Tom Brady. Because I got I got my own. <laughs> I, I'm I, unashamed. I'm not ashamed to admit that I, I I love Willie Jefferson. But I also have other guys that I like, too. And don't tell nobody. But, you know, I got a little thing for Winnipeg. Okay. Uh-oh.
0: You know. Okay. Well, that is a green. That is just a green got, screen behind you. That's not like a big Rough Riders blanket or something.
2: Not nah, that's on the bed. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, Phil, coach
0: Phil, like you were, you were tweeting about it, uh, you know, in the last 24 hours as well about, you know, uh, maybe the, the stigma around the CFL or that, you know, especially I think in the United States, but definitely here in Canada as well. Um, people sleeping yeah. on the CFL a little bit, you're a football coach. You're clearly a, a fan of, of all, you know, different brands of football from college to USFL and NFL and, and now the CFL, uh, why, why do you think people are sleeping on it? And and what, what's your message to people there out there that that maybe don't know anything about it?
2: <sighs> um, I my personal opinion, because I can only call it how I see it. Uh, I think with here being from America, we always are taught that we're the best at everything, and it's hard for us to accept. That there's other options out there that are just as good, if not neck and neck, you know, in a sense. I'm and I know the CFL has its flaws, business wise, and how they promote the lead, but I think there's guys in the CFL that could be on a roster and make an impact. I think that when if you because it's di- in America, we don't we like different, but we don't like too different. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they they the, the thing I hear most about is oh, it's three downs, and um, three downs, and why they got to have a bigger field, and why is the goal why is the field uh the post in the front of the end zone? And I'm like, dude, just shut up and just appreciate something different. It's good. It's fun. I I think not a lot of people are educated and up to speed because a lot of people I I hear from that are here if they see me with a uh, my Willie Jefferson jersey on or my Doug Flutie jersey, they're like, oh, that's the league Flute, Doug Flutie played in before he played in Buffalo. And I'm like, there are a lot more great people yeah. in the CFL, current and past. And there's a lot of people that don't know, like Warren Moon started in the CFL. Obviously, Doug Flutie, Joe, Joe Theismann. Theisman, yeah. A lot of Theismann yeah. with Toronto, you know what I'm saying? There's just Jeff a Garcia. lot of people that had to go through this yeah yeah exactly but they don't they don't want to accept different and that's sad
1: you you talk about some of the differences in, in the rules and that that the cfl is fun is there are there any rules that you wish the nfl would adopt from the cfl of
2: course when you saw your first year how was easy it was to pick up on the differences yeah, okay if i answer this real quick from uh before the, the thing I picked up on the differences was I love you guys call it waggle. Uh, I love the, the crazy free <laughs> snap motions. Those, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's it <Yeah>. beautiful. <laughs> I, I love because it because in, in college football, you see more of that in college football, and now you're starting to see it in the NFL. But y'all be doing NASCAR with this. It is, oh my goodness, it is beautiful the creativity of the offensive coordinator to be able to incorporate the waggle and the QB sneaks, but also I love watching the defense. One of my favorite DCs, Ryan Phillips, shout out to him BC's uh, defensive coordinator. That man is making magic up there with what he can do with six DBs. Yeah. And he's got obviously, you know, Matthew Betts, but it's what it is. So to answer your question, uh, I, I totally forgot Yeah, what yeah, no, like <laughs>
1: Are there a couple things in the CFL game that you wish the NFL would adopt Hmm. like rules?
2: I would say, I I would say obviously the waggle that obviously the waggle. Um, Can you imagine like Travis
1: Kelsey doing the waggle? Like, (laughs) or can you, let let me say something. Imagine Tyreek Hill doing doing the waggle. Tyreek Hill. Yeah.
2: If they incorporated, they already have the RPOs, they already got all the stuff, but can you imagine if the defense got to be able to use one more extra DB? Yeah, can you just yeah. imagine that? Like, I would like to see what the NFL could do if they're like, all right, you can have us and, and I watch a lot of arena football too. I would like to be able to see like an Iron Man, like someone that mm-hmm. plays both sides, the old school <laughs> way. But that's Yeah. I that's crazy. But I, I, I think you I think
0: your boy Willie Jefferson could be that dude you know played played receiver in college switched to defensive end cup of coffee in the national football league and now hall of fame numbers just moved into the top 40 in uh, all-time sacks uh in the cfl yeah. as well um yeah w- which is obviously pretty and cool and darren in
1: the preseason yep. they had willie lined up as a as a receiver yep. uh i think on short yardage which i thought was hilarious yeah
0: it's a, n- it's a nice little fake
2: let me let me just say this before the next question uh Willie Jefferson is probably – I've seen a lot of players in my life, but nothing like Willie Jefferson. NFL, CFL, XFL, USFL. I've never seen a player with that much tenacity, fervor, and I always talk about on the channel his motor. If the motor is going, get yeah. out of his way. He's not the strong – he's not He's – he's got grown man strength, and he's yeah. lanky. <laughs> He remind me of Kevin Garnett, and Kevin Garnett's one of my favorite basketball players. Willie's just got that mentality. And you got Jackson next to him, my lord. It's scary. Uh, before, I love this guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we ha- we'll convert you to the bomber side, or at least I will. Darren's the objective reporter, but I'm the diehard fan. We well, gotta bring you over to the good side, buddy.
0: <laughs> you know, bonfire OG here, waiters twenty seven, who's got a, a pretty fun uh, uh YouTube account as well. Go check that out as long um yeah I follow there you, you go there I you go it. uh send coach to the banjo bowl i i heard a rumor coach that you might be coming up <laughs>
2: oh my god is that true <laughs> yes 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 so i guess i guess i can i can say it yes i will be i will be coming Woo. to the banjo bowl and i will be coming oh, to the okay break. all right i'm 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 gonna. me i I kind of ran it past Mark Cast and was like, we, we got to collab. We got to do it in, in the comment section. on Twitter, like, We got to give the people what they want. <laughs> so I'm pushing for that. Like we, we got to do it, you know, but yes, I will be coming to the banjo bowl. I'm going to, I wrote to somebody, I got 48 hours in town. I'm going to go crazy. 47 of them, whatever happens in those other 60 minutes, I might be in jail <laughs> for 60 minutes, but that's beside the point. The point is nice. I'll we'll in. bail you out, buddy. <laughs> My mom is watching this. My, my mom's watching this too, so I know she's probably thinking, oh my God. We'll bail <laughs> you
1: out. Do you have do you have tickets yet for the banjo bowl?
2: It's a work in progress.
1: Well, cause you might have to you might have to sit beside me. I might have to take you to the banjo bowl. If, oh, and you're gonna be running up and
2: down the stairs.
1: Yeah, cuz well, section one twenty eight is where it's at, and if, if you're gonna sit somewhere, uh you might have to sit with me, buddy.
2: Hmm. I don't know even which oh, jersey man. I wear. You
1: wear your Jefferson jersey, buddy. Come on.
2: As, as Jefferson yeah, says, yeah, "Come yeah. on down to Winnipeg." I, That's right. I'm. If if Will it look? If anybody can hook me up with a chance to meet Willie Jefferson, if to me, I I I'd cry like a little sissy. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I'd probably cry. It's if that 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 and ain't yeah. no shame in my game. Yeah. I'll be honest. Willie's what six seven. I'm six foot on a good day when I'm wearing Air Forces. Man, <laughs> anybody can hook that up?
0: Yeah, I, I think we're going to be able to, to to arrange something. But you know, to to hear that you're coming up to the Banjo Bowl, that you're coming up to Hamilton for the 110th Grey Cup, Coach, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to meeting you in person, and I really. Uh, you know, encourage everybody out there to go check out your YouTube channel. Uh, Let them know how they can find your stuff.
2: Yeah, so my channel is uh, Coach Phil Reacts 425. Um, I do just pretty much do football reactions. Um, I'm starting to do uh, Thursdays. I'm going to start doing Throwback Thursday where I react to former player highlights, former games. You guys, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw how I reacted to the 2009 Grey Cup. How you have thirteen men on the field and you a grown man and you can't count to twelve is beyond me. Like I, I look, look, I'm in I'm in college right now and I'm coming to teacher. I can count to twelve and math is not my forte. But how is it that you got thirteen people on the field? Dude misses the kick and then the camera pans on you and you just. Well, sorry. Well, you know so the George W. Bush, you know. Well. Like, come on, Classic come moment. On. Man. Classic yeah, moment. Much. Face red. And then and then, here's the worst part. Here's the worst part about it. The excuses they made. Oh, we didn't know. Oh, we thought we had. The, we caught up different people into the game. You are the head coach, and you got a special teams coordinator. Anybody yeah. can do it.
0: At, like, the most no, important moment of the yeah, year. Yeah, that's my channel. You know?
2: Coach still reacts. Yeah. Is, is that the worst in Grey yes. Cup history?
0: Probably. It's
1: got to be the worst blunder. And they even made a documentary about it, Phil. Yeah.
0: We'll have to get you to react what? to the documentary. That would yeah. be
1: really Like, people in Saskatchewan still, like, it's traumatic.
2: Is it like, do you guys mm-hmm. follow baseball, right? So, when the Expos were in, uh, obviously, in Montreal, I hear, like, they got this thing called Blue Monday. Is that do 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 you guys really hold on to that stuff in Canada like the lore the it's it's you guys no, don't let go uh, no
1: I mean as a Bomber fan I mean you're catching us at the apogee of our existence Uh like we we're dominant but for decades we went 29 years without a Grey Cup in it's eight or 19 league like with Lori there was a guy Phil who wouldn't wear pants until we won the Grey Cup again and from 2001 to 2019 he did not wear pants he only wore shorts imagine in that winnipeg. in our winters
0: in the winter, winnipeg man.
1: winters which is like minnesota times 10 uh he didn't wear pants so that's, the screws that's, that's,
0: the, the, yeah, the not all are tight loose. the screws aren't all tight up here
2: i mean i mean you you, you said you're a blue bomber oh fan, i'm an correct? absolute psycho Yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys have your moment too. Do you remember 1996 against the Edmonton, used to be called Eskimos? Was do you was remember that? 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 Cal, Cal wasn't was not not that?
1: What, isn't that? Wasn't that when, Wasn't that Cal Murphy's last game? And he, did, to and and he chose something?
2: to go with Kent. Yes, and he chose to go with Kent Austin over Reggie Slack, and then he put in Reggie Slack, and they got beat down even more. <laughs>
1: Y'all got yours. You were, that's a good uh, that's a good memory. I think that was the game. It was really icy out, and they accused Edmonton of wearing, yes. like, uh, shoe tacks or spikes yeah, right. or something. Yeah. And the Bombers were slipping all over the they place. Sent
2: Gizmo, they sent Gizmo to the locker room and was like, oh, they were talking about on the broadcast, like, oh, he might be hurt. No, they they think he has spikes oh. in his pleats. You ain't tackling Gizmo, number one, and number two, why didn't y'all wear spikes in your cleats? That's what I'm trying to figure out. You accusing somebody else. Gee, do something. You know what? That's for another time. <laughs> Coach
0: <laughs> Phil, loved chatting with you the other day and, and love chatting with you. You're
2: here and, and it, it
0: really happy that uh, we get to kind of uh, give you a little bit of traction uh, on some serious CFL football fans here in Canada. Uh, if you want to follow Coach Phil Reacts on Twitter and on YouTube, uh, you can find uh, links to those in the description below. Thanks again for this. I, I sure hope we can talk before you're up here for Banjo Bowl.
2: Anytime, man. Just let me know. Just
1: promise me well, you your your Jefferson jersey, the the blue one, because there's a green one you could wear, but wear the blue one.
2: No, no, I no, I want the one with the W oh. on it. And oh, there you go. I want. But they sold out. They sold out. And before I go, I have to tell it. I ordered the jersey right. I ordered the specific jersey. They lost it. They sent me two more. My daughter has one, and the and her nickname, because my daughter's built like a linebacker. She's built like me. I I call her Ray Lewis because every time she walked past me, she it feels like <laughs> Ray Lewis hits you. <laughs> she's Like Daddy, why you call me Ray? And I'm like, you want me to call you Willie? No, you <laughs> <Might> have to call her <laughs> Biggie. <laughs> Mm -hmm. See, we'll
0: talk, we'll talk. Thank you
2: for having me. Thanks, thanks, Phil. Nice to meet you. Cheers,
0: bro. Coach Phil Reacts 425, I think, is uh, the handle uh, on YouTube. But, uh, like, click on his shorts, and he does, like, the vertical videos. Like, you know, the one-minute vertical videos. Like, reacting to all different types of stuff. Blunders, great plays, uh, just all types of stuff it's super entertaining and uh you know when when Willie Jefferson started retweeting him the next day and I'm like I've seen this guy on YouTube yeah. before uh I reached out to him and uh yeah really really glad he got he had some time to to join us today
1: that's awesome Darren way to way to hook that up And I'd love to see him react to some Milt Stegall highlights yeah. Wouldn't that be something eh? like the someone the on the chat said that
0: yeah. yeah like the 100 yard 110 yarder 109 yarder. oh
1: yeah that would be incredible Yeah,
0: no question. Or you know what? The Ryan Smith video game glitch catch. Oh, yes.
1: Yes. Someone just tweeted that a few days ago because I think it was the anniversary of that catch. Um, Yeah, Phil rocks. uh, uh, Yeah, I think uh, I'd love to sit with him at Banjo Bowl, although I usually take my daughter, so that might not go over well, but we'll figure
0: something out. No doubt. And there's Coach Phil Reacts 425 right there on your screen so you can uh, find him. Uh, on YouTube. He's in the the live chat right now. See y'all at the Banjo Bowl. You bet, coach. Uh, that, that was an awesome conversation. Um, so we went around the league, Zach. Uh, let's yeah. get into the details on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, of course, and uh very noteworthy week as they returned to the practice field on Tuesday uh, and then practiced again today, being Wednesday, ahead of that business trip uh, to Ottawa on the weekend. But <laughs> We saw a bunch of guys that have been on the six game injury list for a long time back practicing, including Winston Rose at boundary corner. And that moved Demario Houston over to field side corner. So Abu Durame Soare, I think when Winston is ready to go, he being the rookie uh, ADS will probably uh, come out of the lineup. Uh, Jamal Parker. Uh, Michael Shea told me he'd probably be a little bit longer before returning than Winston Rose would be Uh, partial participation this week. So so that's a very positive thing. Same too with Kyrie Wilson, who injured uh, his Achilles his Achilles uh, 12 months ago, partial participation running around kind of a cool moment at practice on day one where uh, he did some change of direction drills. And, you know, uh, because he stayed in Winnipeg this whole time, uh, you know, all throughout last season and, and this season as well, uh, you know, morning, noon and night, being at the facility with all the guys when he's doing those change of direction drills, all of his teammates cheering him on That's uh, and awesome. happy for him because, you know, it, it's a long time coming. No generic grants. At practice, uh, on the injury report with an ankle, uh, very scary thing when he did that kind of jet sweep, uh, you know, uh, yeah. receiver handoff play, uh, last week and, you know, went down in, in, a bit of a pile and people didn't know if it was his wrist or his shoulder or his knee or his ankle or his foot. Uh, it's listed as an ankle. Uh, so who's returning kicks, Zach, who do you want yes. out there? Well,
1: for, well, before I get to that, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. um, so those guys that came off the sixth game, is it true that they're not eligible to play this week? They have to they have to wait till week seven to play. Is that right?
0: They they can play, but you wouldn't get the salary cap uh savings. But right? they're
1: already off the six, aren't they?
0: No. No. They're, oh, they're still they're on, on the, the sixth six.
1: game. They're just practicing.
0: Yeah. So oh, okay. Uh when you're placed on the six game injured list. It's that you're going to miss a significant period of time. It does not lock you in, right? Right.
1: They can take you off.
0: They can take you off early, but if they take you off early, it becomes a bunch of one game injured list listings, right? And you don't get any salary cap savings. If you spend the full six weeks on the six game injured list, then uh, your salary does not count against the cap. So someone like Winston Rose, that's that's a good savings. That yeah. the blue bombers will have. And um, you could... Mike you could Miller, really Pope. What? Mike Miller, Kyrie Wilson, oh, yeah. those guys have been on the yeah. sixth game. Big, big savings there. Um, that's not why they're on the sixth game, but it is the benefit because uh, you know, they're they're not able to play. The the rule is that if you're on the sixth game injured list, you cannot practice until four weeks have gone by. And oh, when four okay. weeks have gone by, you can return to practice and yeah. then come off after six if you come off early to practice like say Jackson Jeffcoat did this year yeah no salary cap savings so and you can only do that you
1: can only do that for what a couple guys and in total
0: yeah so uh, I was talking to DT about this on practice on day one and it is the second stint on the sixth game where you cannot take someone off early more than twice in a season. So Uh, you can take a guy, you can take as many as you want off early on their first stint, but once they're, you know, they've been out six weeks, let's say they're out seven, eight, nine weeks. If you take them off early on their second stint consecutive on the six game injured list, you can only do that twice. So there's a lot of things you got to kind of strategize in there, but, but good news overall is, as Winston Rose fullback Connor Burtonshaw Shaw uh, has a cast on his left hand. He's been on the six game injured list. Kyrie Wilson, Jamal Parker, all really, really positive things. Um, Drew Brown back uh, on, on day two dealt with a personal matter um, and, and, you know, positive news overall that he's able to come back uh, to work. But uh, Zach, who do you want returning kicks with, Janarian Grant presumably not on the roster this week.
1: How could you not want Greg McRae after what he showed with that 102-yard yeah. um, missed field goal return? That was just the thing of beauty. I mean, the guy was running in the end zone, kind of just, you know, sizing up his his return ability, sizing up his blocks. And once he saw what he wanted to see, he just took off. Uh, it, it's too bad he wasn't able to get the touchdown. He kind of ran out of ran out of gas. It makes you really appreciate what Generian Grant could do and the incredible tank of energy he is. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, I thought Greg McRae was was incredible on that return. Now, obviously, there's a difference between punt returning and kick returning. Maybe he's more of a kick returner. Punting, it seems like you're you're just trying to field it cleanly. Maybe catching no yards just and run straight up but mccray can really uh shift and uh, shimmy he's uh he's pretty special so i'd
0: like to see him
1: oh yeah for the w section 128 david how you doing buddy
0: yeah great great to see everybody um uh in the live chat tonight and well hey looking ahead it's still you know still a a couple months away but maybe coach phil on the banjo bowl postgame show oh absolutely um so returning kicks in Bombers practice has been Greg McRae. Yeah. Also Demario Houston, uh, Nick Dembski, Abu Drami uh Brad Muhammad, the uh, practice roster defensive back, and Rashid Bailey. So there's options there. That's the good thing about, well, the Blue Bombers particular roster construction. I mean... Football is, you know, what more can you do and what have you done for me lately? Everybody's going to be able to find somebody on their team to, to return kicks, but Demario Houston, Greg McCray, Nick Dembski, all a ton of experience yeah. doing it. Um, well in McRae's case, I mean, not a ton of experience. He didn't even return kicks in college, but playing running back, playing wide receiver, um, and you know, doing what he has done in his short, uh, impressive what he's done in his short period of time in the CFL. So, uh. Uh, that that's kind of who we're, we're looking towards Jackson. Jeff coat, uh, still, you know, uh, banged up, banged up this past yeah. week. Uh, but, but he was really, really good. Oh my uh, God. Really, really good against Calgary.
1: Well, yeah. And he, he we're going to get to the pro football focus, but he was mm-hmm. rated the top D lineman last week. A, a number of pressures and a knockdown. He, we, and the other thing is when he's playing that's when Willie Jefferson is at his best because Jackson takes on the double teams. He forces, he forces the quarterback to do things that they don't want to do. And uh, then you see Jefferson just light it up. So I hope, I hope Jeff Okay. I saw, I saw the injury report. It was his hip bothering him again. Whereas last time I think it was his calf. So Mm. I, I hope he hasn't re aggravated his hip, but it looks like it's just an ongoing chronic issue there.
0: Yeah. I'm always skeptical of those injury reports. That's just the way I'm wired. Uh, Fair enough. Interesting note uh, from the CFL this week. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers lead the CFL with 28 pass knockdowns this season, followed by Saskatchewan with 18. So Winnipeg has a 10 knockdown lead on the next best team. Uh, The Bombers, led by Willie Jefferson, Evan Holm, and Dietrich Nichols. They're all tied for the league lead with five pass knockdowns apiece. The team is on pace for a league record 104 pass knockdowns. That would best the BC Lions in 1991. They had 89 Winnipeg on pace uh, for 104. So, um, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, you know, normally pass knockdowns, like you might get a D lineman here and there, like swatting the ball down. But like when Willie Jefferson is leading the league, along with two other guys that are defensive backs, um, you know, (laughs) it's It's crazy. To to me, I thought, you know, it's like, okay, Kenny Lawler, Nick Dembski, Dalton Schoen, veteran offensive line, Brady Oliveira is emerging, and then you have two-time MOP Zach Kolaris. I honestly thought, pure logic, the Blue Bombers are going to be led by a potent offense, adding Kenny Lawler to that mix. Oh no, it is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defense that frankly for two plus seasons now have been the reason why they win. They've been the well, predominant yeah. reason why they are a tough out for anybody.
1: Well, and and I think you could look at the, you know, someone might say, oh, what about the Grey Cup last year? They lost. Well, listen, the defense, they were missing Jeffcoat. They were missing Houston. They were, they were missing Kyrie Wilson. They were missing some players. Twenty five you know, if if those guys are playing, I think we win the great Cup. But anyway, in the last two games, we've allowed 14 points. So this defense is trending up, buddy. They're yeah. they're crazy good. And if you put Rose in there, and then you slide Houston over to the field side corner, you've got your your halfbacks in and Holm, who's incredible, uh, incredible find this year, and Nichols, and then um, Brandon Alexander. I mean, if you have that starting umbrella in the back five, wow. Yeah. Plus well, you have and Jeff and Jefferson. Biggie. You
0: mentioned Dietrich Nichols, a uh, hat tip to uh, Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun. Yes. He wrote a great piece on uh, the human tarpaulin, my term, uh, not in Ted's article, maybe thankfully, uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> great piece. Go check that out uh, on the Sun website, or uh, I think it was in yesterday's uh, paper edition, but uh, yeah, it was yesterday.
1: The Ted Wyman, it was a great piece. And, just one thing that really jumped out at me from that article was how smart Dietrich Nichols is. And and I it, it 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 just gave me pause because I don't often think about smarts um as the you know usually think about athleticism or whatever or you know hard work film study but it's it even goes beyond that for Nichols. He he knows what the opposing offense is doing immediately like as soon as they come out of the huddle he knows what they're going to do so then when he reacts he's always in the right spot and he's always there right on time and that that you just can't necessarily teach those smarts
0: my man don uh in the live chat uh tonight what's going on don great seeing you uh at the game the other day uh everybody out there if you haven't yet just go give a thumbs up on the youtube video it's super easy uh to do that um wanted to uh to uh, mention, um, oh gosh, what was it now? Well, do 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 you, you want to get into the 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 pro football focus stuff?
1: Yeah, let's do that, and then I'll then I'll do the sober second thought.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe we'll do the sober second thought now, since we're talking about the Bombers game.
1: Well, we okay. We might as well, I guess. If I'm still <laughs> sober, uh, I'm not telling anybody what's in my beautiful cup from Sandy, but uh, it's clear. I'll just tell you that. Anyway, so so my sober second thought is always, I've got a question, concern, and a crazy good moment. My question is, um, how good can McRae be filling in for Janarian Grant? Like, Janarian Grant is easily the best returner in the CFL, and you'll even see that in the pro football focus rankings. But I, I, think, if, I think if McRae is returning kicks, I mean, this guy is just shown that he can do it all. Like, he's kind of like a Nick Dembski, Darren. He's a Canadian army knife. He can run. He can take a top off a of defense. He can, you know, play play the short game um, coming out of the backfield. So I I think McCray is going – I think we're going to be fine. He's not Janarian Grant. I mean, nobody's Janarian Grant. But my question is – how how much of a step back will we take with McCray returning i don't think we're going to take too much of a step back what do you think
0: the way i look at it is you you have a kick returner and if they're able to if they're able to break one that's a huge huge boon right like that helps those 7 yeah. points help uh beyond the scoreboard i it, i think it's just a backbreaker for the other team because yeah. it's like, oh, man, they got a return on us for a touchdown. Like, that hurts um, yeah. more than just the scoreboard. Uh, I mean, Greg McRae has shown the ability. To, he can go house. He can go house with the ball. No problem. Yeah. So I don't think you're losing that possibility. What it comes down to is ball security. Yeah. And field position. like. Are they going to, like an inexperienced returner, are they going to lose yards because they're trying to cut back? Are they going to uh, fumble the ball in traffic? Or are they going yep. to drop one? Uh, that would be my number one concern. Secure yeah. the rock. And then the rest, you know, they're going to put the, the hands, they're going to put the ball in the hands of a, of a guy that, that can go house. I, you know, Winnipeg has a handful of those. So um, but that's how I see it.
1: Well, and Janarian Grant being out kind of leads me to my concern, which is he, he, he got injured on an offensive snap. And it kind of makes you wonder should Janarian Grant be taking offensive snaps? He is such a weapon on returns. Do you maybe want to just be a little bit conservative with his health and make sure for yeah. the rep count? Um, cause he, you know, he, he goes balls to the wall, right? Like he ain't afraid to run into a pile and knock guys over. He's a physical runner, despite his slight size. Do you really want him on offense? That was a concern I had. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, it's, it's, it's hindsight, right? Hindsight bias. He got hurt. So I don't like it, but I don't know, Darren. I, I just don't know that I like to see him on taking offensive snaps.
0: So some people on social media during the game were sharing like, oh, you know, Janerian Grant shouldn't be, shouldn't be playing offense because he's, his body's too fragile. Have you seen this oh, dude run?
1: No, he's Have not fragile. Have you seen
0: him? He's punching dudes with a straight arm. Yeah. He's rolling off of tackles. He's spinning. He's, he's laying the shoulder down, getting low pad level. Are you kidding me? Rant yeah. aside. Uh, well, yeah. Injuries happen. Injuries happen. Okay. And I don't think it happened more likely because of, it was an offensive snap. It, it happened, you know, if if it was any likelihood of a player getting injured, it's just more times they have the ball in their hands or the more times that they're on the field.
1: So, well, that's what I mean though. He's on the field more if he's on offense. So
0: he's a specialist though. And, and you know what, it's not that he is this you know, fleet of foot speedster. He is a smack you in the mouth kick yeah. returner, even though he's 180 pounds soaking wet, whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me. I don't think it matters yeah. to coaches oh, yeah. either. It's, it's how physical you play And engineering. Grant brings it physically every single time he's on the field. So I don't have a problem with him on offense. I think it's a smart thing to do because you, the, the more options, at your disposal the more a defense needs to plan for you and for the blue bombers i'm not saying they put janarian grant in to break out of a funk or to spark something but they were just they're they're all hands are on deck right now for the for the blue bombers offense they have oh, not been it, consistent Darren. this year the, the drive at the end of the game like let's we buried the lead here. the drive at the end of the game was the reason they won. Oh I'm um, getting into that yeah yeah but <laughs> I mean yeah the, that that just sucked the life out oh. of the opponent well, but, but he, I, I just just to, to finish my point. I have no problem with playing Janarian Grant on offense because he is capable of being an impact player on offense, and he is in no more danger on a snap-to-snap basis than any other player on the field.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. It's just the extra reps, the extra chance he gets to be injured to put himself in the in the target. But listen, I will say this. When he is on offense and he runs those sweeps or end of rounds, um, he always gets very positive yards it's usually on first down buckle use them he often gets like seven eight nine yards so listen uh i don't think they're going to change just because he got hurt i fully expected me back on offense but it was a question i had okay my concerns are to the tune of three kick returns, special teams holdings or illegal blocks on the bombers you rarely see that happen darren and against Calgary we had 3 of them and you know when it happens it just sucks the life out of the out of you and you're 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 put back at your own you know 5 10 15 yard line instead of the 30 or 40 so it really kills you in field position um the first one that happened was late in the second quarter so it didn't hurt us cuz we ended up running out the clock um, the one at the be- there was another one at the beginning of the third quarter it put us back on our 18 yard line and on second down, Zach was sacked. So Calgary had amazing field position. But we were saved by the Houston interception in that point, right? So we we kind of uh, – we were given a mulligan on that. And then there was another one early in the fourth quarter. There was a hold by Beeksma, who came in, a linebacker, Canadian, which meant that we had to start off at our seven. But the ensuing drive, despite it being from the seven – is my crazy good moment right i'll talk about that in a second it's that long drive but listen like we were bailed out um all three times on taking those penalties but that's not always going to be the case you can see teams that take those kinds of penalties they're always backed up um, on on their own side of the field that it can hurt you but the crazy good moment buddy we all know what we're talking about even though we had a penalty on the return started at our seven yard line Put together a 15-play, 96-yard drive with six first downs, accounting for nine minutes and 43 seconds, buddy. It iced the game. It just, it just killed the Stampeders. It, uh, it hobbled them. It hobbled the horses, and uh, that was it. That was it for the game. I just, I couldn't believe that drive. We just kept looking at each other in 128, like David and the boys, and like, like what happened to the fourth quarter? It's, it's over. Yep. From uh, you know, like from 15, 14 14:50 some, 14, something all the way down to like I don't know, 4 minutes left or 3 minutes left It's crazy.
0: Yep. I I always enjoy your sober second thought. Your uh uh your um oh god, why can not I talk tonight? Uh I don't <laughs> you know. know. The uh your your Something crazy and and your concern. Uh, Appointment viewing. Uh, It is appointment viewing, but stop
1: taking penalties on those returns, Bombers. You never do that. Did it three times.
2: Stop it.
0: Yeah, that's a a tough one. Um, What is not a tough one? And I think we're going to have to get Coach Phil into the building shannon's irish pub never a tough one at shannon's it's easy street uh go check them out 175 carlton street jets and bombers game day specials every jets game home and away every blue bombers game home and away drink specials food specials and the game on the screens 21 beers on tap outstanding food including The wild boar and venison burger with a blueberry compote and smoked cheddar must order when you're at Shannon's Irish Pub, 175 Carlton Street. Just a quick Greg McRae jet sweep down the street from True North Square. You had the wild boar and venison burger, Zach.
1: How was it? Me Me and Slaughter had it, and it was even better than the company. Uh, which is saying a lot. Cause it was, it was great. He's great company that uh, Mr. Slattery, but the, we, we both just sat like we stopped talking to each other and we just sat there quietly uh, just savoring uh, all of the different tastes in that burger, all the different um, parts of the palate got stimulated. Oh, Oh my God. It was good. <laughs> That's more of an after dark comment. What am I doing maybe. here? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but- um- Uh, One of the best burgers I've ever had, buddy. Like, honest to God. So good.
0: They're awesome. And if you enjoy this content, uh, be sure to support us through our sponsor, uh, Shannon's Irish Pub. uh, And Eatery. Really good food. Like, go check them out. Uh, Oh, you you have to have
1: this burger, though. The blueberry and the smoked cheddar. Oh, venison, boar, just unbelievable.
0: Chef's kiss. Before we get into our picks for CFL week six for SIA.com slash bonfire, uh, let's talk about pro football focus. And for those unfamiliar, uh, Zach, uh, lay, lay it out for them.
1: Well, pro football focus is well known in the NFL because they do all of the the grading on players. So you'll see on TV in the NFL game they'll they'll when they introduce the starting offense, they'll have the the play the player's grade um compared to the rest of the league like first, fifth, like 10th best alignment in the league. Uh and they they analyze and chart every single play so that they can give you a very accurate and um, fulsome picture of where a quarterback or a running back or a wide receiver is in terms of how they play on every snap. And, and it takes into account field position and score and um, all sorts of variables that you've talked about football as 4D chess, Darren. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they they're the ones that are able to analyze the 4D chess so they, they analyzed the game in 4-D. And uh, Bryson, best neighbor, who we're hope- hopefully getting on the show here, oh, yeah. he Next does week. the CFL for uh, Pro Football Focus and uh, is doing just amazing work so that we can see, um, based on advanced stats, who really is the best center in the CFL. Yeah. We'll get to that in a
0: second. He's got the top five highest graded players at every position in the cfl so far as we hit the quarterish mark of the season and of course five weeks down we have got uh well we've got 16 to go but uh you know for for a lot of teams you know the toronto argonauts have had two buys the bombers have not had a buy yet they've still got two games before their first buy um but you know hey (laughs) <laughs> the schedule is what it is with nine teams in this league. Uh, interesting to see uh, how the quarterbacks shake out in uh, Pro Football Focus's overall grading of quarterbacks. Uh, no surprise, Zach Kalaris' overall grade of 85.5 leading the way. The league average, 66. Any names on here or, or things jump out to you, Zach?
1: Honestly, it's, it's Cody Fajardo, the year he's having. Um, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that he would have been the fourth best quarterback, I, I wouldn't have believed it. I, I think we both thought, and many people thought that Montreal would really struggle, but, uh, give, especially given how Cody was run out of town in Saskatchewan and he still had the same OC basically in Jason Moss. Um, but he's playing well. And then of course, Chad Kelly is basically a rookie and his second there uh kudos to him because there there was a lot of hype around him but you always mm-hmm. wonder is the hype uh bigger than the the actual what, what you're going to see on game day um it seems like the hype was for real it's well deserved
0: yeah uh what what i found interesting is here's zach claris's rushing grade of 67.3 cody Fajardo, known as a running quarterback oh, yeah. about the same
1: yeah no kidding that is uh, fascinating
0: here are the running backs and there's Brady Olivera number three with a rating of 79.6. Diedrich Mills who has been in uh, the starting lineup for the Calgary Stampeders since 2022 rushing champ Kadeem Carey went down to injury uh, leading the way right there is AJ Ouellette, uh just a half point behind him. Taquan Mizell, uh, there at number four and then James Butler of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, with an overall grade of 72, but pretty but, much how I would almost expect it to to shake out. I I knew a Calgary running back would be be up here. Ouellette, man, he he really emerged last season.
1: Yeah, but I I look at Brady's uh, passing grade. He has the highest passing grade of all the receivers or all the running backs, rather. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty cool to see.
0: Yeah, and and no surprise in the Buck Pierce offense that uh, no. You know, and and especially with the the receiving chops Brady has displayed uh, in his uh, short, still budding career. Uh, Wide receivers or the outside wide receivers, not the slot backs, as Bryson uh, clarifies for likely Americans uh, unfamiliar with the CFL. Austin Mack of the Montreal Alouettes with an overall grade of 72. Canadian youngster Sam Emilis. People remember three touchdowns versus uh, the Blue Bombers is the second graded. Tevin Jones of the Saskatchewan Roughriders, also very highly graded as well. DeMonte uh, and Alexander Hollins uh, rounding out the top five. Hollins, to me, Zach, has been a real surprise this season, not because he's like, you know, a new name or something like that, but he is on one of the most deep and talented receiving cores in the CFL, uh, with the BC Lions with so many guys there, uh, I understand that you know they've had injuries and, and and that sort of thing. But Hollins has been available, and he has been very good uh, with a, a nice grade here from pro Football Focus
1: and the and and it's interesting that so many rookies are in the top five. Mm-hmm. You'd think it would be more seasoned veterans there, but Coxie and Mac, like those are first first year CFLers. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Was Tevin did Tevin Jones play for the Riders last so, year? I feel like he did.
0: Austin Mack is like in his second season, but he didn't play much at all last year. Same with Sam Emelis. I think Tevin Jones was around last year as well. Yeah, he was. Coxie, I think is a rookie. I could be wrong. And Hollins has been around as well. But but when you yeah. say rookie, you're 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 not wrong, Zach. These guys are new to the league. Um yeah. they, they weren't, you know, full-time players. Uh, last season here are your slot receivers and no surprise this is where the veterans are and well it's bookended by two BC Lions Dom Rimes Keon Hatcher um, Keon Julian Grant new location this year same quarterback with uh, Cody Fajardo but now with the Montreal Alouettes Duke Williams I don't know this one surprised me a little bit but he's at a very good overall grade um, and uh, not exactly a low Blocking grade, but not as high of blocking grade as uh, Keon Julian Grant. That that really surprised me too. I didn't I didn't know he was such a physical receiver. Dalton yeah. shown at number four, uh, the top Winnipeg Blue Bomber in the receiver, uh, or sorry, in the slot back rankings.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I saw on Twitter today Josh Burton, who's the video coordinator for the Palmers, he tweeted if you're looking at run blocking, number two and number four in the league are uh, Rashid Bailey and Nick Dembski, which didn't surprise me but it was nice to see and it's just one of those things where it's it's nice to have the stats that back up what you see on the field and and that you can give some more love to Rashid Bailey not that he doesn't get enough but that you know it's it's there uh, quantitatively the evidence is there that he is so good in the trenches and so good at blocking it's nice to see that recognized when you have advanced stats.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Left tackles. Where is Stanley Bryant? Right there in the middle. His overall grade, his jersey sake, 66. Nick Callender (laughs) from the Montreal Alouettes and Jarrell Broxton of the BC Lions uh, ranking one and two respectively. Uh, Hamilton's Brandon Kemp, Saskatchewan's Brandon Council. Uh, four and five these are to me where pro football focus provides uh the most value at least to mm-hmm. me because these are very hard things to to yeah. to have eyes on right
1: yeah for sure uh
0: and then as we go to left guards uh pierre olivier lastage of the montreal alouettes no surprise uh drew desjarlais the former winnipeg blue bomber and New England Patriot now with the Ottawa red blacks uh, is the second ranked Brandon Revenberg perennial all-star often the East division nominee for most outstanding offensive lineman Transcona's own (laughs) Zach Williams uh, University of Manitoba uh, draft pick of the Calgary Stampeders healthy and back in the lineup again great to see him there I was a little bit surprised to see Evan Johnson uh, ranking in um, at number five uh, on left guard well, look at this, Zach Schnitzer. Who's yes. at number one?
2: Right? Because if, if you
1: didn't have these advanced stats, would anyone think Chris Kalinkowski was the best center in the CFL? Mm. I don't think so. Like it's only his second year. He only played Barta last year because of Michael Couture's injury. But there he is atop the rankings. That that was that brought a smile to my face.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sean McEwen, often referred to as the best interior offensive lineman or best center in the CFL, Uh, ranking number five, Justin Lawrence of the Alouettes, number four, Peter Godber, formerly the BC Lions, now Saskatchewan Rough Riders, he's in at number three, and Peter Nicastro, who was the Toronto Argonauts nominee for most outstanding rookie. Uh, is at number two uh, with a grade just half a point behind number one Chris Kolonkowski of the Blue bar. but
1: you can you can see how many Montreal Alouette like look Kristen Matt, um, the right guard is number one here. like I was I was struck by how many Alouette offensive linemen are one, two or three,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: which sort of explains why maybe why Fajardo is having a good season because he has time. Like he's gotten sacked a lot, but other times he has quite a bit of time to throw the ball.
0: Yeah. Uh, Pat Neufeld uh, ranks in at number five in the league at right guard uh, with a grade of 54.5. Uh, then working our way towards number one, Saskatchewan's Logan Furland, our old pal Suk Chung of the BC Lions yep. ranking in at number three, Ryan Sevier, outstanding Canadian interior offensive lineman of the Calgary Stampeders number two. And then as you mentioned, Christian Matt, another Canadian, uh, at uh, right guard leading the way. Like look at the jump in grade there. 61.9 yeah. to, to 69 and a half. It's a yeah. huge jump uh, and shows you how valuable Christian Matt is to the Montreal Alouettes. Moving over to right tackle, a man born in Winnipeg. Oh yes. Landon rice of the Montreal Alouettes head and shoulders above the rest at right tackle, no a kidding? Canadian wow. tackle with an overall grade of 81.8. Jamarcus Hardrick, number two, At 70.3, Colin Kelly of the Rough Riders uh, at number three, Deion Allen of the Argos at number four, Kent Perkins of the BC Lions at number five uh, in the right tackle ranking. So Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Zach, rank in the top five at right tackle, right guard, center, and left tackle, leaving, of course not left guard Uh, that is currently held by uh, Jeff Gray. And of course we see Liam Dobson come in uh, a little bit as well, but Gray has been the starting left guard for the blue bombers uh, for a couple seasons now.
1: Yeah. That didn't surprise me. I've, I've seen him struggle here and there. Not that I can really um, account for all of his plays. It's hard. As you said, it's hard to track offensive line performance, but uh, Mm -hmm. I've seen him struggle a few times.
0: Moving over to the defense, uh, as Pro Football Focus has them ranked, uh, interior defenders. So this would be uh, your uh, interior defensive line. Josh Banks, Dwayne Hendricks, Jared Brinkman, Thibaut Debailly, and Mustafa Johnson, ranking one through five, respectively. Uh, those first four names, Banks uh, and Deba-T, uh sorry, Debaye uh mm-hmm. bc lions Hendricks and brinkman of the toronto argonauts johnson of montreal so there's your lions and and uh, argos to the top yeah. teams in the cfl today uh their defensive tackles uh ranking in the top five uh moving to the edge anthony anthony lanier uh of the rough riders ranking in at number one falarin or lamont er- <laughs> Oramalade, or <laughs> Flow, as everybody calls him, including myself, so I don't have to butcher his name like that. Apologies to the Oramalade family. Uh, are 1-2, and I'm really, really not surprised to see those guys 1-2. Flo is a beast. Uh, signed a big, fat contract with the Toronto Argonauts this offseason, uh, formerly of the Calgary Stampeders. Lanier has been a stalwart of the Saskatchewan Roughriders D-line for a long, long time. At number three in the league is Jackson Jeffcoat, the veteran Blue Bombers edge defender. And then there's the rookie, Celestin. Yeah. Lara at number four. And James, I Votters was surprised
1: brings... to see that, like, instead of Willie Jefferson. But uh, who am I to say, uh, who am I to argue with these pro football focus guys who who really crunch the numbers?
0: Yeah. Uh, James Votters of the Calgary Stampeders, uh, coming back from the NFL, rounds things out at number five. He had two sacks uh, early against the Blue Bombers this past week so why no willie jefferson well this is your overall grading right your overall grading means every single snap you're on the field so willie makes things happen but this is an overall grade from snap to snap every time uh they're on the field uh breaking down the linebackers and of course that would be weak side um, and, uh, weak side linebackers and middle linebackers, Jonathan Jones, uh, a first year player, of the Toronto Argonauts leading the way at number one, Avery Williams of the Montreal Alouettes at number two. Of course, he led the CFL in tackles a couple years ago for the Ottawa Red Blacks, uh, Adam O'Claire of the Ottawa Red Blacks coming in at number three, Adarius Pickett, uh, with the Argos number four. Of course, he signed as a free agent from the Montreal Alouettes, uh, this past year, And our old pal, Larry Dean, who just always kind of, you know, lurks in the long grass. You you kind of forget about Larry Dean often. But uh, there he is, of course, now with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders the last couple of years, uh, coming in at number five amongst overall grades of CFL linebackers.
1: Yeah, and Larry Dean's run, run grade, run defense grade is, is crazy good.
0: He's a banger. He is a banger as they call them. Uh, Halfbacks. So as Bryson uh, Vesnaver of uh, Pro Football Focus outlines, those are your Sam linebackers, dime dimebackers, your slot corners, and your nickelbacks. So uh, these are the interior defensive backs. So not your corners and your safety, but your slot corners. So Dietrich Nichols, Evan Holm, your dimebackers like uh, Reddick Cramdy and um alden darby uh your nickelbacks same thing as uh the the dimebackers there so robertson daniel of the uh toronto argonauts uh ranking number one kobe williams of the stampeders at two douglas coleman of the red blacks at three veteran siante evans of the alouettes at number four roland milligan who i think is just an unbelievably underrated player in the CFL today, coming in at number five, an overall grade of 75. But Daniel, head and shoulders in the grade yeah. uh, at uh, 87 flat.
1: Well, that last game helped. He had, what, the pick six? He had three picks or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised not to see the tarpaulin on there?
0: No, because they don't throw at him. Right. You know, Robertson Daniel got a lot of picks because, well, one fell into his hands. But they're throwing at him. You know, yeah. Uh, Roland Milligan almost plays like a high safety spot, so he's around the ball a lot, right? Siante Evans, yeah. aging like all due respect, truly. Siante Evans, hell of a football player, aging corner, so he gets thrown at a lot. Well, he's been uh, he he's been doing some good things. Uh, Douglas Coleman, um, Robertson, Daniel, they do have you notice here pass rush grades, which means they've uh, they, they've been sent on the blitz. Um, which uh, is interesting to see as well. So here is your boundary and field corners, respectively. Nick Marshall, the former NCAA quarterback, now with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, coming in at number one. Hakeem Bailey of the Red Blacks at number two. Gary Peters, just one of my favorite DBs in the league uh, of the BC Lions, coming in at number three. Uh, Quantes Stiggers of the Toronto Argonauts at number four. This dude not only has an outstanding name, Quantez uh-huh. Stiggers, but he is also a rookie in the CFL or a freshman. I guess you, we we should call them because they're not, they're not rookies to pro football often. Um, but he never played college football. And here he is oh, really? playing pro, uh, for the Argos. And then another BC Lions, uh, DB. So, um, Gary Peters, yeah, no surprise there. No TJ Lee in, uh, the, uh, the 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 nickelbacks or the dimeback spots um well he's a halfback uh and no marcus sales but there's jalen edwards cooper of the bc lines coming in at number five in the pff rankings
1: Man, bc's got some talent eh?
0: yes they definitely do uh here's one db that they let go last year Lucas Purifoy signed with the Edmonton Elks. He leads the way with an overall grade of 73.1 amongst the safeties. Alonzo Ade of the Ottawa Redblacks at two. Royce Mechie, the Canadian uh, of the Argos, coming in at number three. There is BA, Brandon Alexander laying the boom, coming in at number four in the rankings. Mark McLaurin. Uh, I don't know too much about Mark McLaurin. Uh, Edmonton Elks uh, coming in at number five. What? Uh, Darren, the, if
1: I may it. say, you one thing that jumps out to me on defense when you're looking at all these different uh positions is the lack of except for Luchas Burevoy and Mark McLaurin, you're not seeing any Edmonton Elks there, and the, you're especially not seeing any Elks that uh Chris Jones has drafted. Well, and he, yeah. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, well, hey, what does it tell you when a safety has a lot of tackles or safety is making a lot well, of plays? That, true, true. Teams are are finding ways to get to the second level.
1: uh, But but Jones is supposed to be a great evaluator of talent and a master tactician on defense.
0: You can have all the talent in the world. If your team is playing like crap, they don't know the rules. The quarterback can't uh, run an efficient offense. Your O-line can't block very well and are taking a ton of sacks uh, against and not protecting in the pass game or the run game. You can have all the talent in the world, man. They're getting beat.
1: They're getting beat, but but you'd think you'd think a Chris Jones defense would have more guys in the top five. That's all I'm saying.
0: Sergio Castillo of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the 5th yeah, rank kicker, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, in the first five weeks of the CFL season. Boris Bidet. Do you say BD or do you say Bidet?
1: Well, I say Beattie because Bidet is something else entirely.
0: Right, but it is a French name. <laughs> oh, Look at that. Didn't mean to do Ooh. that. Uh, Boris Bidet. Beattie either way uh coming in at number four the Toronto Argonauts Ottawa Red Blacks kicker Lewis Ward at number three veteran BC Lions kicker Sean White the second ranked kicker this season with a grade of 84 and with a grade of 85.3 ranked number one in the league the Montreal Alouettes big legged kicker David Cote with you know uh if you would have said this last year I don't think a lot of people would have believed you Cote has had his struggles
1: yeah, that infamous uh, chip shot field goal he missed for Montreal last year against the Argos, I, I'll right. still remember that one. But Had, uh, had
0: some bad streaks.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so no Jam Sheehan of the Winnipeg yeah. Blue in the Been top Jam! Can't get you out of a jam. Cody Grace, no surprise. uh, The top-ranked punter, Joe Zima of the Alouettes at two. Bailey Flint of the Ticats. Adam Corsak of the Rough Riders. And John Haggerty of the Argonauts, uh, rounding out three, four, and five uh, amongst the punters. Uh, Here's your returners. Oh, well, what do you know? Generian Grant, number one with a grade of 86.1. And I love the punt return grade here. Ninety three point nine off the charts for Generian yeah. uh, Grant, Chandler Worthy, Javon Leak, Mario Alford, and the infamous CJ uh, Sims. Well, at least infamous Sims. for one week. I'm sure we'll uh, uh, try to flush that as much as uh, CJ Sims and the Edmonton Elks are. Um, but he came in at uh, number five. Uh, Worthy and Grant really have been the guys over the last two, three years uh, that that have been just just dang good.
1: Yeah, Worthy is really, really good. He may not be number one, but he's, well, he's wasn't very the,
0: big. The Rough Riders traded him to Montreal too, didn't they? Uh,
1: yeah, and then and then the Rough Riders got Alford in return, didn't they? They traded. Oh, they, that's what they it tra- was. They
0: traded Alford because Worthy was was blowing up. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah. Uh, top ranked special teams players as we round this out here on Bonfire Midweek. Uh, Terrell Richards, number one. Uh, Kenny Onyeka. Uh, at number two, Tanner Green, Carthell Flowers, Lloyd, and Darius Williams uh, rounding out the top five top special teams players. No Winnipeg Blue Bombers on the top mm-hmm. five special teams players. Wow. Tanner yeah. Uh currently uh, is number two, I think, in the CFL in uh, special teams tackles.
1: Well, and you'd, you'd guess Mike Miller would be up there if he was healthy. If he was healthy, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, interesting to, to look through those and, um, you know, uh, t- take a look at, at how pro football focus is grading things out. I really do wonder as, as somebody myself uh, who has a vote uh, for the Football Reporters of Canada for CFL Awards, CFL All-Stars, those sorts of things, Division All-Stars, League All-Stars, um, how much my fellow voters and even myself, I don't know, are going to put this, um, you know, take this with merit and, and how much it'll factor into things. Well, how much
1: just to put you on the spot, Darren, um, before we get to our big, exciting picks here, to what extent would you put that uh, take that into account?
0: I think I would give it a fair amount. You know, it's it's most definitely going to help in some of those more difficult categories. You know, um, even kicker sometimes is tough because you can take percentage, but then you can also look at like distance kicked. And I look at. You know, like I, for everybody out there that's a fan of the league, you know, watching every single CFL game all season long is incredibly difficult to do. It is. It gobbles up your weekends all summer and it dominates your weekends in the fall. And then hockey starts and. You know, I'm trying to get ready for winter and I got, you know, other, you know, we have, we have lives, we have jobs, we have uh, a lot of things going on. It's tough, but I really like to watch as many games and all of them. If I can, I'm, I'm, I think I'm perfect so far this year. I might've missed one game. Did you just call yourself perfect Darren? Come on. No, I said my watching record is perfect. (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, I really like to watch, uh, you know, just just kind of get that subjective feel of players in the league and, and you know, kickers, offensive linemen, uh, sometimes the the busts stand out more than, you know, not hearing a guy's name on the O-line. Uh, same too with, with defensive back, like Dietrich Nichols. Um, you know, I, I called Dave Naylor up this year and I'm like, hey, how many people had Dietrich Nichols in their top 10 on their CFL top 50 players ballot? And, uh, you know, uh, not many. And I said, yeah. look out for this guy. I've been telling people at the league office in Toronto. I'm like, Hey, Dietrich Nichols is a star. It's just, you don't hear his name. So, uh, it, it's up to people like Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun, uh, to, to write great articles like he did right. on Tuesday. Um, and you know, people like me and you Zach to, uh, to, to get into those things.
1: Yeah. And, and case in point, I mean, Nichols wasn't on the pro football focus rankings per se. Right. So, you know, you have, there's some contextual factors they can't take into account, which is they don't throw at the guy. Right. (laughs) Right,
0: Yeah. And you know, there's a, there's a bunch of guys on that list. Uh, you know, Chris Edwards. Yeah. On the field, off the field. We'll, we'll, we'll park that for now. Um, you know, uh, uh, Derek Moncrief injured to start the yeah, season, Moncrief but he's back healthy now for the Saskatchewan all. Rough Riders. Um, there, there's a lot of good... Evan Holm. Evan Holm, man. Holy cow. Yeah. He, he's he been yeah. so, so good. Um, Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, should we get into it? Do you want to get into it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's do our picks, buddy. We are going to do our picks for sia.com slash bonfire and uh, just pulling up uh, SIA's website here uh right now can i fix this where am i here let's see if i can fix this Whoop, there we go so the winnipeg blue bombers get things going on uh saturday oh wait wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute is that right yeah saturday first game of the week is saturday
1: isn't there a thursday no there's a thursday <laughs> there we go i was Talk i was getting about.
0: ahead of myself okay so thursday uh the In Edmonton to take on the winless Elks. Still looking for that first win at home in a age. Uh, The Ticats, two and a half point favorites. Uh, The Argos, five point favorites in Montreal against the Alouettes. They're coming off their second bye of the season. Uh, I read a note this week that they haven't started um, with a record this good since 1989. Uh, that's an interesting number there. We'll get to our pick in a sec. The bombers, nine and a half point favorites in Ottawa against, uh, Dustin crumb at quarterback for the red blacks. (laughs) And then the stamps coming off a tough loss, one win on the season, the three and one, um, sorry the um the yes the three and one Saskatchewan rough riders uh one and a half point favorites at home against the stamps so uh let's let's pull up our um oh I hope this loads correctly it's no, oh, there it is. Okay. So there's there our you picks go. for SIA.com slash bonfire. And last week, Zach, you took the bombers to cover eight and had two units on it. You hit. And the Rough Riders you took to cover seven. They only won by one. So you lost a unit there. So you go you net out a point uh this week. I continue to hang out uh subpar, uh, which is not good in this sense. Not a golf, not golf, that's for sure. I took the red blacks to cover Uh, or sorry, uh, I took the Redbacks plus two uh, and put a unit on that, lost there. I picked BC. Um, Is that right?
2: You picked
1: BC to win by seven?
0: That's right. Yeah, I took BC to cover the spread and they won 35-19. I had two units there. So uh, that gets me back to minus one on the year. So you're still leading the way by three, units Zach uh now lay out uh lay out your picks for this week and, and why you like them
1: well I I think um Winnipeg at nine and a half it's a big number but, but. I do th- but, I sound like a teenager <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think I think Winnipeg covers I honestly do I I think Ottawa's struggled uh especially with you know D- Dustin Crum Showed a few good things, right? He can run with the ball. He seemed to have a decent arm, but he's a rookie going up against the Jeffs. I, I think, I think Winnipeg's defense will will make his day a living hell. I say day because I think it's like a two three o'clock game or something three
0: p m three p m central. So I'll remind you. Good, good point by you. And, and let's remind people, uh, Chris Walby will join me for game day Winnipeg and the pregame show Friday at three o'clock immediately following Winnipeg Sports Talk. So you can join us uh, right out of there. But uh, uh, if they go a little bit long with the marble game, uh, Walby and I will be uh, going on bonfire. Uh, and then with the game at three on Saturday, look for that postgame show around six, six fifteen uh, on Saturday. It's game day after dark. And you like the tie Cats this week as uh, I like the tie Cats. Yeah, they're in they're in Edmonton. They're only two yeah. and a half point favorites. What's up with that?
1: Well, I think they can cover that. I mean, I don't the Elks haven't been able to win at home in eons, and I don't see that changing anytime soon if C- Taylor Cornelius is your quarterback. And I, I think they're just a tire fire. They they managed to find a way to lose that game in Saskatchewan, which of course pissed off all of us bomber fans. That wasn't nice. So I want Edmonton to lose but i i do think hamilton can cover i th- even though they're on the road and they're traveling west i think matthew Schultz looks pretty darn good and and they have this new kid mcallister at receiver who is ex- like just insanely fast so they've got some weapons there duke williams tim white um i i think they look pretty good and they've got james butler so um i think i think hamilton can cover i i have no like it's basically for me is um I'm not going to pick the Elks until uh, they show me that they could win at least one game.
0: So you're putting three units on the Bombers to cover yeah, nine baby. and a half in Ottawa, Yeah, baby. Not just, that I'm biased. And just one unit on the Thai Cats to win by a field goal in Edmonton. What? What's it's going almost on here? Like, well, it's almost like you think you're going to lose. Well, the Hamilton one, it
1: gives me pause because I, I'm thinking to myself, Edmonton is going to win at some point at home. Mhm. So just my luck it'll be it'll be this week. So I I, I didn't well, want What to put you should
0: too be doing on. is picking Edmonton if you think they're going to win eventually.
1: Well, I I I think they're going to win eventually, but nah. I I don't think it's I I just I I like I said Darren. I am not going to pick Edmonton until they show me that they aren't losers.
0: I'm going to chirp you a little bit here and call you call this a chicken crap pick. (laughs) Uh, I got the Argos says the
1: guy who's losing. Okay. Chirp all you want.
0: (laughs) Uh, in week four, by the way, pick the Argos to beat the undefeated BC lions. Oh yeah, I did pick them to cover and they did, uh, with a 45-24 win. Uh, I'm sticking with the Argos two weeks later. Uh, I think they will win by five, if not more, um, uh, coming out of the bye week and in Montreal. I just think, you know, Montreal was 2-0. and oh, Now they're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, It's a downward slide. Maybe they'll be able to put up a fight, but the Argos are firing on all cylinders right now. They're healthy and, and look really yeah. good. Uh, I almost want to make it three units on this game. You know what? I think you should. I'm going to change it done. You saw it here. Two unit. Even if I made the two unit bet on SIA.com slash bonfire, I went and threw another unit on it right there. Uh, And then the Calgary Stampeders like, look, their season is on the line. I even said that prior to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers game and they looked really good early. Uh, Seven carries for 76 yards and a touchdown had uh, Diedrich Mills uh, in the first quarter against yeah, the Bombers
1: scared me, let me tell you.
0: Yeah, but but the Stamps just couldn't put their foot on the Bombers' throat and they just no. couldn't do it. But uh I think they will this week. They are in Saskatchewan on Saturday. Uh that's the Saturday night game. So this game will be happening while we're doing uh game day after dark even though it is still quite sunny uh that time of day uh in the summertime, but just one unit on uh the Stamps and we'll see if that four unit uh wager this week zach can get me back into the positive here
1: listen if, if winnipeg doesn't beat ottawa by 10 what um what are you doing there is, oh you know, i don't know i'm just getting, with the formula i'm getting yeah. you're giving yourself points here that's what it's saying error, error, i don't even know cheating. what i'm doing what stop am i cheating. doing
0: i don't what is know J-16? what J g16 what does that even mean
1: jay it's a cheat code
0: probably a cheat code Probably. Uh, I, I have never protested to be a numbers person, nor do I understand how to use Google sheets or, uh, or Excel or anything yeah. like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, CFO week five was, was fun. It, it really was. And I expect week six to be uh, a lot of fun too. uh, less injuries, please, especially to, uh, the top quarterbacks in yeah, the league. No uh, that would make me and I think everybody else really, really happy, but, um, tie cats in Edmonton like like that game has a lot of intrigue to it because those two teams are are really not playing good football right now and can Dustin Crum put up a good fight against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers I I really wonder that I really really wonder that
1: do you think he can
0: I think he can I, I think he showed some things in in his debut now he's got a week to prepare um, and, and be settled in there. A lot of people wondering why it isn't Nick Arbuckle. Well, I think it's because you know what you get in Nick Arbuckle. Uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks signed two quarterbacks, one being the man they call Piggy T, uh, Tyrell Pigram. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm sure his opportunity could be waiting for him. But Dustin Crum looks capable and looked like uh, somebody that is is competent to run the offense. Do I think Ottawa has a chance to beat Winnipeg? Anybody who steps on the field any given Sunday or Saturday afternoon or Friday night has a chance, but uh, I don't think they will. I think Winnipeg, you know, I like your pick. I like that you're putting three, uh, three units yeah. on the to to score, to win by 10.
1: I I like it too. And now you're starting to scare me with talking about Dustin Crumb being capable. What are you talking about? No, he's playing the dark side defense. He's going to, he's going to get lit up. No, I, I I think he'll be able to do some things, and they don't have a whole lot of film on him, so he might surprise them with something. But um, I I just think you're throwing a pretty raw rookie quarterback against one of the one of the best defenses people have seen in a while. It could yeah. get ugly for Ottawa, and uh, you know I'll, I I I think the uh, Toronto Montreal game is interesting too, Darren, because Toronto looks like they're. You know, they, they they look like they're unbeatable right now. Um, I hate to say that as a Bomber fan, but just the way that they're firing, like you said. But this this could be a battle for tops in the East between Toronto and Montreal. The way things are going right now, and this game is is big. It's in Montreal, so you have those you have those annoying horns that could uh, that could <laughs> play a role in the game. I don't know, but it, it could be fun. And then Calgary, Saskatchewan. The last time they played, it was in double overtime that. That game went to, and and that's you really. I think you're right. I think Calgary's season is on the line. To go to one and four would would be pretty uh, disastrous for them.
0: So you heard it here first. James in the peg is taking the Elks this week. Okay, two is. Gregory Liverpool, uh, in caps, all bold, caps, bold picks, bold picks. Uh, <laughs> there, we'll, we'll see if they're able to do it. A couple comments I wanted to get to, uh, real quickly before we go. Uh, Sandy, so sweet, like one of my Aww. favorite people, period, let alone inside the Blue Bomber community, um, teasing me. A little bit earlier because I haven't been drinking out of the beautiful uh, insulated stainless steel tumbler bonfire custom bonfire sports mug uh, she gave me. I don't know What's about wrong you, with Sandy you? or do, Zach. Do you suffer from like when you got something really nice, you almost don't want to use it? Ooh, what did I do with my light? Sorry, folks. Um, say that again. Do you ever do you suffer from like if you got something really nice or something that you really treasure or value, you almost don't want to use it, even though it's like a utilitarian thing?
1: Oh, like you want to put it on your shelf and just look at it, and I just don't, don't want, want to ruin it. it. I don't wrapper. want to.
0: I don't want to chip it or scratch it. I don't want to like gum it up. I hear you, buddy.
1: <laughs> it's a. It's listen. It's a. It's a beautiful mug, and I'm not talking about my face. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, Hold there we go. It. There you go. Yeah. Look at this, folks. Oh. Custom bonfire mug. Beautiful. Show them the the midweek logo. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Boom! Right there. Love it. Yeah, Sandy. It's awesome. Uh, I'm a, no. a I guess all what this shows is I'm just a better friend than
0: Darren. Yep. Yep. No argument for me. Uh Grammy Bomber Granny Bomber fan. Uh what's going on, Granny? Watching live on YouTube. Any update on Kenny Lawler? No. Nope. Uh the three to four weeks is now into five and maybe six. Uh, but but no update. And look, we won't get one until the team offers one. This is out of everybody's hands. We've talked about it at length uh, on a number of shows now. Uh, Rob Mahoney went a little bit earlier when we were talking about the Bombers losing the Grey Cup. Uh, I think it was when I was uh, discussing the Blue Bombers' defense really leading the way. Did the Bombers really lose the Grey Cup, asks Rob. Tongue, I'm sure, firmly in cheek. (laughs) Or did the kicker... Well, have you noticed Mark Leggio is a perfect 9-for-9 since joining the Hamilton Tiger Cats? He did miss a conger. Missed a point
1: after attempt, though. He did.
0: Uh, But Rob... Look at the box score. I mean, I don't know if you even know if you can on CFL.ca right now, but take a look at the turnovers. It it, it was it was not because of of a missed kick or a blocked kick. Um, a missed
1: kick didn't help.
0: It didn't help. Sure. Uh, Waiters mentioning that he's surprised to see uh, the spread versus Ottawa only nine and a half points. Well. You can take advantage of that. Go to SIA.com slash bonfire. You'll get a 100% bonus. I think it's up to a thousand bucks. They will match that um, in bet credits. So let's say you deposit 30 bucks. They'll give you another $30 once you wager that first 30. Um, so you kind of have nothing to lose. So if you, if you want to give it a try, but of course, do it responsibly. And uh, and, and yeah. it's for fun. Uh, Bombers 1985 mentions that Willie Jefferson's a freaking pterodactyl.
1: Way to spell that right too. That's yeah. a hard word to spell. Pterodactyl.
0: Well, he was born in born in the eighties. Smart, smart person, right there. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Bamer. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I've had bombing mispronounced many times. Kelly Bamer. Uh, hi guys. Piggy T is he in Ottawa? He is. Uh, so nice to see him uh, get that other opportunity. I like um, to see
1: that too. I, I want to see what Piggy T could do, just not against us. But I'm worried he's going to give away some of our trade secrets, Darren.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much I buy into that. Um, that whole idea. Um, waiters saying it's weird that Winnipeg has yet to have a buy and the Argos have had two already. Yeah. Super weird. Uh, yeah. John Campbell asking a little bit earlier, watching live on Facebook. What's going on, John? When does uh, Mike Miller come back? Mike Miller got a haircut. It's the first thing I noticed. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? I saw Cut all too. his hair off
0: because he's kind of had that like, you know, football player, hockey player, lumberjack vibe going on, you know. Um trim trim the dome and he has been in casual fatigues effectively just coaching um since uh being injured and presumably not injured in a game because he went from healthy and on the roster to uh suddenly being on the six game injured list. So uh, no update, no idea on the prognosis for uh, Mike Miller. And then the other thing too is Zach, you know, you look at the injury reports, nobody on the six game injured list is on the injury report. So we don't even know what is hampering Mm. uh, Mike Miller right now. Now, this was a lot earlier. And on this final (laughs) note, before we wrap up the show, Corey May says six likes, we're up to 57. Six likes, we got to pump those numbers up go hit the thumbs up right now. If it says you can't give a thumbs up because you don't have a YouTube account, signing up for a Gmail is the easiest thing in the world. And if you're still using your Hotmail, come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Even your Yahoo. You might as well have an AOL CD disc ready to help you get your email. And you've got mail. Uh, Sign up. For YouTube, you don't have to post anything, you don't have to do anything. I even got my mom to do it, you know. Uh, but now she can give the thumbs up. Oh, there when you she, go. When she nice. watches once in a while, once in a while, hey, there we Good go. This we- bombing. Getting lots of uh, getting lots of thumbs up there. And then also, if you're watching this afterwards, jump into the comments down below. I read all of those, do the best I can to, to read the live chat, but they're all interacting with one another. So if you're not watching live or if you're listening uh, afterwards get into the live chat, join us live Wednesdays at seven 30 all season long. The day before the game, Walby and I go live at 3 PM. We try to stick to that. Uh, and then just a few minutes after the game, we go live with game day after dark. And on that note, Zach, we're going to have a new time next week because the bombers play on Thursday, which means uh, Walby that and I again. will go Wednesday. So you and I will do it Tuesday night next week.
1: I don't, I don't like routines being messed with. Why do the bombers have to play on Thursday? Wade Miller mountains. doesn't like it either. That's he what he wants, said. He wants it to be Friday games, but uh, I think some, I think some, uh, some people like the Thursday games because they're cottage people and they don't want to miss out on any lake time. Um, before we go, Darren, I, I, I want to just show something to the viewers who are who are watching live. My buddy Sean McCarthy got me this gem. This is a CFL board game.
0: Let's see if I can pull you up here. Hang on. Where
1: are you? Canadian Armchair Football,
0: it's called. Oh, see, that says Danny Austin. Do we want that? No, we want this. (laughs) (laughs) There's Zach Schnitzer. I'm happy Uh, to be
1: Danny Austin. Look look at this. It's like this generic CFL uniform. I think this is from like 1985. Canadian Armchair Football. I think he found it at a garage sale.
0: Is that Willard Reeves?
1: i i don't think so it, it kind of looks it, like it, him put that, hold that back
0: up hold that back up
1: it kind of looks like willard no yeah it does kind of look like him i don't know if it is him
0: <laughs> um i love that helmet though that helmet is look, sick
1: look at that helmet eh that's great i love that anyway sean love you buddy this is such a great gift um, he, he had been holding on to it for a while and he came with me to my, to the last game. Um, so that was, uh, I had to show that. Love it. Love it.
0: Uh, before we wrap things up, Support us by supporting our sponsor, Shannon's Irish Pub and Eatery, 175 Carlton Street. You can find them online, Shannon'sIrishPub.ca. Check out their menu. Check out their drink selection. Check out their theme nights throughout the week. Karaoke, uh, all different types of stuff going on, and then of course Jets and Blue Bombers game day specials home games, away games, no matter what. When the team's playing, they have got drink and food specials at Shannon's Irish Pub, including 21 beers on tap uh, and uh, many of your local microbrew brew favorites. Uh, you you got to check them out. Uh, love it down at Shannon's. Uh, final word to you, my friend, as we wrap up this marathon edition of Bonfire Midweek. Oof, There's so much to yeah. get to.
1: There was so much to get to, and, and awesome of you to get on our special guest, Coach Phil. We're, we're hoping to get on more special guests. Um, that was super fun. Do I have a final thought? I mean, did I even have a? Did I even have an initial thought? I mean, do I have many thoughts? Uh, not, 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 not a lot of thoughts, buddy. Um, they're, they're hard to come by for this uh, for this. For this guy but uh no i'm i'm excited i'm excited to see the game on on saturday i don't like the early afternoon starts because it's hard when you've got kids to justify getting away for the game it's hard to make it happen um but i'll do my best and and pop on to post game as usual darren and i look forward to you and walby chopping it up tomorrow no not tomorrow friday mm-hmm. uh that should be fun See what the big man has to say about Ottawa. Does he give them any any bigger chance than I do?
0: Yeah, I, I'm curious to get to his perspective as well. I'm gonna go fix his microphone tomorrow. And then yeah, Friday, I will join Hustler live at 125. And then once his show's wrapped up, uh hop on over to uh Bonfire Sports. We'll get Game Day Winnipeg with Chris Walby, the one and only living legend, uh going at three uh us live should be a a, a ton of fun
1: so fixing his microphone does this mean you get to go to the lake is he gonna be doing it from the lake no
0: no i i wish i wish big shout out to everybody oh man it's it's i i've heard stories it's it's a heck of a place to go i gotta get like a weekend off maybe this bye week we'll see we'll see i heard a rumor that there's a bunch of vegas golden knights uh coming to winnipeg with the stanley cup the final week of july so i might not even be able to uh get Uh, away during the during the bombers bye week we'll see nhl.com hey uh duty calls you know what i mean Um, I,
1: i do know what you mean like right now no i'm just kidding
0: love this comment uh ctv news desk confirmed hotmail is better (laughs) <laughs> if you get it you get it. Uh great comment there and and probably the comment of the night Joel. Uh but big thanks to everybody out there in the yeah. live chat or watching or listening afterwards. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you a lot. Give us a thumbs up. Really easy to do. Just click click. It's get yourself a Gmail account. Welcome to the 2020s. Uh <laughs> Uh and of course, Coach Phil, a Coach Phil reacts. Uh you can find his Twitter and his YouTube page uh in the video description below but give him a sub go check him out it it's uh it's a heck of a lot of fun Willie J likes it all right Zach great seeing you brother sayonara everybody
1: best best name today that I saw in the chat was uh Barkleton's McBart. that's a very good name so uh keep it coming Barkleton (laughs) sayonara everybody